1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
3: Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Lift off. We have a liftoff.
1: Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mother ship?
2: This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast. The show about the show. The show within the show. You can always catch this on its own podcast feed. Just simply search Permission Granted You could always get it on the normal DA show podcast feed as well. So if you listen to the show on a daily basis in podcast form, listen to this as well at the same place. You could always get this on both podcast platforms. Also, Sunday morning football appears on this podcast platform. So if you want to check out breakdown of college football Saturdays and the preview of NFL Sundays, it's always there. Sunday morning football as well, each and every week on this podcast feed. All right, this marathon of a baby watch is never going to end. We found out during Wednesday's show that the hospital has scheduled the inducement. We're still not clear on what the noun is of induce, but they are planning to induce Danielle a week from today, next Wednesday, when it was supposed to be scheduled for tomorrow morning, if she still hadn't given birth yet. So the delay now extends for another week if Danielle cannot have the baby naturally. Did we get the call yet from the doctor?
1: Uh actually during that interview, we will not be inducing. Oh no. <laughs>
2: oh
1: we are scheduled for an inducing Wednesday. A week from today, oh, October 13th. Oh,
4: no! <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're employing these doctors, DA, to take this baby inside. We've got Daniela. another week to well,
1: go? Now, again, she can have the baby on her own in a matter of hours. That can happen. Oh. Uh, from what we understand this morning, there's a bit of an employee shortage at the oh, hospital. She's having no! the baby at. Uh, due to certain mandates and whatnot that has allowed them to now have to push back labor procedures beyond the can't carry past it. It's like taking a car reservation and not giving a car. You give somebody you can't carry the baby past this date, and basically Tom, a week later, will induce you. Well, then we can carry past that date. Why did not you give us this date? Oh.
2: <sighs> <sighs> what is Danielle's attitude after receiving that news?
1: I would actually classify a D.A. as distraught, absolutely distraught. Uh, there's been a little turn in the last 10 minutes of talking herself into, well, there's no way I'm making it to Wednesday anyway, though I sit here on the negative side and saying, oh, yeah, there's no way. We, this should have been two weeks ago. What do you mean there's no way? Of course there's a way. So she's distraught. She she cannot function as a human being anymore it's hurt it hurts even to lay down at this point for her that's how out of room the baby is
2: so maybe she's right maybe this is just inevitably you'll give she'll give birth naturally but what she tried in the last couple of weeks like is there anything else you can possibly try to, to get this baby out naturally
1: da whether it's looking up anything online that helps to speed up the process or literally stuff from the doctor outside of the act whatever causes the inducing itself like when they actually schedule for an indu- whatever we call it, an induction you know the other procedure she had the other night like every stop that's been pulled out that you read the percentages oh this works 95 percent of the time somehow some way this is just not working. Everything, anything that anybody on Twitter could rattle off has been done, and nothing has worked.
2: One of which was, wasn't there a fruit she was eating? Or
1: yeah, the uh, the dates.
2: The dates, right? That did she stop eating the dates? She still she's still eating them.
1: Uh she's still eating them, but now at this point, this she's so grossed out by them. She's almost gone through a whole canister of them. That's how long she's been doing this. That I think at, at this point, like, why am I going to keep doing this? It clearly doesn't work. It's supposed to work within a couple of days.
2: <laughs> what are the things like, you know, kind of
1: uh, household
2: what, what, solutions have you looked up?
1: Household solutions? Uh, I mean, a basic one is long walks. Right. Long walks to shake that up. Uh, and now it's getting to the point where she can't even move her knees and ankles. So I don't know how much longer we have of that. Hmm. Uh, you know, maybe some adult wrestling, they say, can help. <laughs> that, uh that's been done i mean i don't know what more i'm supposed to do here and uh, yeah i mean go whatever other things she's looked up on her own that i'm not even privy to that whatever she's putting into her body at this point has been done and nothing nothing works and the baby is full you imagine going to a doctor the doctor gets in there basically like an umpire calling balls and strikes behind the plate and gives you the, oh, yeah, no, no, I feel the baby's head. Yeah, here's the hair right here. Like, here's the baby's hair right here. If the baby's sitting, the baby's sitting right there, what is you? how How is the baby's <laughs> hair sitting right there that you can feel it with a hand and you're going to wait a week to induce? It, it's mind-blowing, the science behind this.
2: You know, when one of our listeners suggested adult wrestling, I think it was Dixieland Dan who said that he went to the doctor and the doctor told him and his wife, adult wrestling could help the baby come out. I was so naive. I I did not know that, that was Oh no that, that was a uh, a reference for, for having relations. I, I honestly Oh
1: jeez. So when we were have we were having this <laughs> conversation, we were in two different conversations, you thought it was really the people's elbow
2: <laughs> I didn't know what adult wrestling meant. I never heard it termed that way. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't I didn't know if that really meant like Put her in a Boston Crab or...
1: No. Come on. <laughs> yeah, let me pile drive her, DA. That'll, that'll do the trick. <laughs> you. I, ima-
2: I imagine Pete with his buddies when they were kids probably <laughs> acting like they're Hulk Hogan or <laughs> the Iron Sheik on some type of like old mattress in the yard and the practicing... The The Bolshevik Brothers. <laughs>
1: And adult wrestling. No, we haven't tried. You know what? Now that you think about it, maybe that is what we should try. Because <laughs> the thing is,
2: if she is nine months ready to pop, can't even walk, head cold, she doesn't want to adult wrestle.
1: No, and 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 I'm not talking I- about
2: like headlocks. I'm talking
1: about. Oh, no, I know. I, I hate to get too personal, but from a guy's <laughs> point of view you know yeah guy ain't really looking to adult wrestle at that point either i mean i hate to sound like that but it's just the truth i mean got to move on i mean i'm i'm looking to have a pumpkin <laughs> ale and watch football i'm not looking to adult wrestle when when the situation is like that i don't know what can hit the baby where and also
2: you know you you just yeah it's a delicate situation like her body is sensitive and She's immobile, and that just doesn't feel like the right time to be,
1: yeah. oh.
2: you know, maneuvering around.
1: No, it's not. It's like a trade deadline. You just, you got to be careful what moves you make.
2: Sometimes the best moves are the ones you don't make.
1: Right. You got yourself at a salary cap hell at that point. I'm not <laughs> looking to do that.
2: So this has just become a death march right now. It's just it been is. a disaster that every day, of course, you are up to your, your eyeballs and in frustration and and boredom but i mean for danielle she must just be like totally distraught
1: yeah she's really upset and and look i know that a lot obviously a lot of listeners have been through different variants i'm sure there's probably worse pregnancies than this at the end and and better versions of this but she can't she she's i think handled it the best she can but it's become frustrating now because it's just Every answer you get as far as dates and everything else from the doctor as far as when you're going to do that ends up not coming to true. And then, I, again, she's the one who has to feel all of this internally and not feel like herself. And and that bothers her, you know, being less active. And then you throw in the fact that our daughter's running around like a crazy person and a dog. And it's just – it is every sitcom rolled into one. But it, it's it stinks at the same time because it also should be a moment where you're really excited to welcome this life in. And it's – every day that excitement feels like you go back and forth from happiness to come on now. And it kind of waters (laughs) down the disaster. And then also because it's not, I I can't show something because it's not my body. Obviously I'm not the one going through those pains of Danielle and I'm relying on doctors who are way smarter than me and going to all these appointments. It's like I'm in this position now where even when it comes to work and everything, where I keep getting false alarms and, and false info and I'm trying to do the right thing to not screw over Pete and leave him there on the other side. And, it just, the whole thing's a nightmare. It's a nightmare, and I, the whole time thinking, like, what does the company think of me right now? Everybody's had babies before. Nobody's had a drag out like this. It's ridiculous.
2: Last week in the PGP, I told you why I was kind of defiant to the face of of getting sick because and losing my voice was because part of it was this new boss that we got. We got a new PD in July, and he hasn't seen us through a football season. He hasn't seen us you know, battle through some adversity. He hasn't seen, he didn't know what to expect necessarily. He's a great boss, but he didn't know us. And so I was like, I don't want to take off a lot of time. I don't want to take off a day coming back from Boise. That would seem to be a little, you know, unprofessional. I, I want to make sure that I'm here and, and I, I want to make sure I'm in studio and all of these types of things. And that weighed on me to probably make some poor decisions and push myself too far. And that's when I lost my voice and got sick both times. For you, I I was only, like, out a day for two different weeks. So I was out a, a Tuesday and then a Wednesday. For you, you haven't been here in a month. We've been on Baby Watch for a month. You've been waiting at home. How do you feel?
1: I feel awful about it. I feel awful about it. It's actually week three that I've been away from the office because I was there the week you were in Boise. But... I feel awful about it, DA, because I'd, I'm not somebody, and I know this is ironic, I don't want to try to take advantage of the company in any way. Now, again, for the most part, I'm doing my job, and I'm doing it the same way we were able to do it at the height of the pandemic. But still, I, you know, when I first was going to work from home, it was because there was a scare enough that my wife thought her water broke, and the doctor said, stay close to home here, and the thought was, all right, well, I'm going to pack it in for these last three days. She's going to have the baby any day. And then from there, it became, I'm home, maybe I should go back. And then Bogus is talking me out of it. And then the doctor's saying, well, again, it could be any minute. And now here I am, and it's three weeks later, and the doctor wants to push another month. It's like, what does management think of me? They must think I'm trying to milk this thing for all it's worth. And that's not the case. That's why, again, if it's the same situation, you're listening to this on a Wednesday, I plan to get my ass in there on Thursday just to basically save face with the company.
2: You're not getting FaceTime with a boss. That's the yes. problem. You need FaceTime with a boss. He needs to see you.
1: I don't want to be forgotten about. I here I was building a good rapport with the company. Things were looking up again with the new boss, and you know, here I am. This baby won't come into my life. Baby, ruining my life here. You got. You were
2: granted a Giants podcast. Now suddenly, Paul Dettino is calling you a hot dog, and he's a steak. You got no FaceTime with the bosses. They don't see you around here. They're delayed another week. This can't be good for your reputation around here.
1: It can't be. Although I will say this: here is the. I was having this conversation with my wife about this. Like this is not good for me. And then just yesterday on Tuesday, if you listen to this, I find out that they want me doing more Giants extended post game following the Rams game next week. So I said, well, they must not be forgetting about me that much if they mm. email me ask if I can do that. Okay. Unless that was just a smoke signal of hey, hint hint, we still want you to work. You know.
2: Right. Nudge, so nudge, you're, you're still an employee around here. You can't but, just sit around the house.
1: But what I, and you know what's going to happen? The, I, this is That'll be what finally breaks the the dam, so to speak. I'll get into the city and I'll miss the whole berth after all this because I'll be sitting there in three hours of traffic on the way home. <laughs> and I'll be doing live call-ins to the show and you'll eat up every minute of it. That's exactly what will happen.
2: <sighs> this is all so bad. On a bright note, though... Wednesday's advanced analytics and poll question led to a laughing fit at the end of the show. We asked you guys today the poll question of the morning. What's the best part of the Yankees' loss? 47% of you said Mraz's sadness. Advanced analytics tells us that John Sterling handled play-by-play duties for the Kitten Bowl from 2013 to 2017. I'm sure Rosa the Cat would love to watch those old replays with me on YouTube. And Bob the Deli Man... Once was Yankees first baseman Joe Pepitone's go to guy for Linzer Tart pastries. Bob had Joe Pepitone sign a Foodtown deli hat in '97 that still sits in a box next to some vinyl records of Chicago that Mraz will have to bring to the curve when Bob grows. <laughs> The best analytics ever. Bob the Deli Man was Joe Pepitone's Linzer Tart Guy. <laughs> Thanks to Sean Moraz, executive producer Pete the Body on the Wheels of Steel. Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch, T.A. and Andrew Boggian. Headlines, the Mothership disconnect. The advanced analytics, the poll question was, what's the best part of the Yankees losing? Mraz's sadness won the poll behind, or it was in front of Aaron Boone's excuses and John Sterling's mistakes. And then you had added to advanced analytics an amazing anecdote that Bob the Deli Man, your dad, had become Joe Pepitone's go-to guy for Linzer Tarts. Now, Joe Pepitone was a Yankees first baseman, I guess, in the 60s? Yeah,
1: I, I forget. I mean, long, long time ago. Long, long time ago.
2: I mean, was he, he was part good. of the mantle and Whitey Ford glory years? I thought he was after that, but before the Reggie Jackson years.
1: Pepitone's still alive at age 80, was born in 1940, so you would have to think.
2: Yeah, he was in the 60s, so he was 60s. part of the... Maybe he was on that 64 team that lost to the Cardinals, but...
1: I, he, he was, he played 160 games in 64. He played played on the Yankees from 62 to 69 and then bounced around. Uh, okay, so I Nationals. think they
2: won in well they won in 61. That was the year of Maris's 61 home runs. They won the World Series. I, I don't know if they won in 63. I think they lost to the Dodgers either way. So he was on some Yankee teams in the early 60s that were good then the bad teams that were the Yankees in the, in the late 60s. Can you describe what are Linzer tarts?
1: So, Linza tarts are basically—it's like a jelly-filled, a uh, hard cookie, so to speak. So, <laughs> okay, uh, picture like a powdered butter cookie that. Is uh, obviously not hollow on the inside, but j- enough that jelly could be inside of it. And the cookie kind of comes up like a flower and folds over into like four triangles where you're looking at the jelly almost in between and you can see <laughs> it in there. And you have cookie <laughs> on the bottom and those four things on top. So, historically speaking, where this comes from, a uh, Linzer tart, I believe, if we're going down the food, uh, anals or annals, whatever you want to say, uh huh. Yeah, with uh, my father. The food is actually a Jewish delicacy for desserts uh, around a lot of the Jewish holidays. And my dad, who is somebody who is not Jewish, really, really garnered the attention on Long Island (laughs) of being hired in Jewish neighborhoods because he was so good at the baking of uh, Jewish delicacies and handling the, the hot foods that would come around the Jewish holidays that he would actually start to teach other you know, members of the company had to do this from different stores. So they would bring them around to the, a lot of the Jewish areas. Joe Pepitone, also Italian, not Jewish, really had a hankering from what I understand from Lindsay tarts. And somebody told Joe Pepitone, who I guess at this time had gotten a home on Long Island, where's the best place to get Lindsay tarts? And they sent them to my father. And my father would know that Joe <laughs> Pepitone was coming in to get a dozen or so Lindsay tarts, ready, fresh and ready to go. Pepitone would come around annually around the Jewish holidays, I think, in whatever, September, October, November, to make sure he got for a couple of years there the Linzer tarts from my father, which led him <laughs> to signing a Foodtown deli hat because my dad had <laughs> nothing else he could sign when he wanted Pepitone's autograph.
2: Foodtown has a paper hat like you would be wearing yeah. at a short order grill?
1: Yes. Yeah, so picture somebody at yeah, working like an old burger counter and you have like those <laughs> stupid paper hats. Those – at least in the nineties were the big deli hats that my father would wear. And anytime a celebrity would come in, it was weird. People would point to cele- you know, celebrities to my dad handle a deli back in the day. It was crazy. He would have him sign these deli hats and, and he has a box of them somewhere.
2: So who are the most notable signed food town paper hats?
1: Okay. So I, I told you on the G-Chat there's three. There's actually four of them from what I understand. So Joe Pepitone is one, former Yankee first baseman. (laughs) Another is former Atlanta Hawks guard Mookie Blaylock, who happened to get a house in the summertime and moved uh, to the south shores of Long Island as well on the beaches and would see my dad. The others were Michelle Pfeiffer and Matthew Modine, actor and actress, because and I believe I've told the story on the air. They were in the movie Married to the Mob, where there is a supermarket scene filmed in my dad's supermarket and at the deli. My dad appears in Married to the Mob as a deli worker, uncredited. And Matthew Modine, as an FBI agent, is sitting there basically faking, slicing coal cuts or whatnot to fit in undercover to take pictures of the mob wives. And my dad had to go through, the you know, teaching the whole entire cast how to cut coal cuts and do that whole thing so that they could really learn the scene. And in, in fact, Matthew Modine shadowed my dad for about a week before that role to make sure he got that scene right. And he walked out of the room with Michelle Pfeiffer and Matthew Modine on a paper hat. <laughs>
2: Oh, that had me dying. That Joe Pepitone <laughs> went to your dad for Linzer Tarts.
1: And, and like we've talked about with Schwartz, right? Like my dad gets these because he thinks they're cool, and we haven't seen these hats in years. <laughs> they're just up in his attic and he'll he will never look at those signed hats for as long as he lives. <laughs> they're just there to be there. And what am I gonna do with them?
2: Here's a dad that grandpa got here's a hat that grandpa got signed by Matthew Modine kids. <laughs> Who's Matthew Modine? Uh, exactly. He was in Married to the Mob. Never heard of the movie, Dad. What's the next one? Ah, uh, guy I don't know, kids. Peyton, I don't know. Look it up on IMDb 3D.
1: It's exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> right. But that's the legacy he lived. He was the Lindsartar guy of Long Island.
2: I am going to end on this note. I don't. I'm sure you've seen these commercials. They're all over football these days. Chipotle's going brisket.
1: I did see that, yes. So
2: they've got beef brisket, and this must be because of the barbecue boom in America these days. They're slicing the brisket, chopping it up, and that could be one of your proteins or protein in in the burrito. I went to Chipotle the other day. First, I saw the commercial, and I said, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm always a chicken guy. I've tried them all. I'm 90% I do the chicken, 10%, sometimes the carnitas if I feel like something spicy.
1: I'm the same exact way with you in that lineup.
2: So I'm chicken 90% of the time. I said, I don't know if I need the brisket, but it's interesting. I get to Chipotle on Monday after the show. I'm thinking to myself, do I try it here? There's nobody else in line. (laughs) It's right when they open, right at about 11.15 or so. So I'm getting the first fresh out of the batch. And I'm like, Oof, if I'm ever gonna try it, this would be the time. So I went with it. I got the, I got the the brisket burrito.
0: Oof.
2: Have you tried it? Or are you intrigued to try it?
1: So I'm intrigued because I'm, I've even tried their tofu before. I'm I, as a fan of Chipotle, wow. I feel I owe it to them almost as a a non-affiliated uh, spokesperson to try everything. I am definitely intrigued. I just haven't made my way there yet. Although I don't have high hopes.
2: I had it, and I probably would go back to 90% chicken, 10% carnitas. It didn't blow me away, but it's not bad. The reason is it's moist. It's the one thing that they do well is that you wouldn't need the salsa or the guac to bring moisture. The brisket itself is pretty saucy itself. It's in some type of barbecue sauce. So it provides meat moisture automatically. That's a good thing. It's a little sweet. It's got like a little sweet hit, barbecue hit. It's not spicy. So it's not bad. It's just not better, in my estimation the chicken or the carnitas
1: so that's interesting the only question i have for that though is is it in some kind of barbecue sauce because they do a lot of like their their spices up and i don't know how that's going to blend with a burrito or a burrito bowl feeling like you know brisket isn't a traditional uh, mexican delicacy if you will
2: yeah it's fine it, it's fine if you want a little change I don't think it's good enough that would it would alter your traditional order, but I think you should get it at least once.
1: All right. Uh, uh, fair enough. And now you did it, I'm sorry, in a bowl?
2: Uh, no, in a burrito.
1: In a burrito. Yeah, see, I, that's the other thing. It's probably better in a bowl where I could fork and knife it a little bit. Maybe.
2: They chop Maybe. it up pretty small, so it's okay. It, it's smaller than well, the pieces of steak.
1: Don't twist my arm. Maybe I'll make a run for lunch here. <laughs> Since
2: you've been at home for... Nearly a month now. What's your lunches look like?
1: It's a lot of either leftover food that I'm pounding or I got to be honest with you, at least once a week, I'm hitting a Mickey D's Mm. or a deli for a sandwich. And I'm just going and sitting by the water and watching the waves crash just to clear my (laughs) mind and, and hope that while I'm there, I get a phone call that we're going to the hospital.
2: So, so, so you'll I've been get... doing
1: a lot of chicken nuggets from McDonald's. I've been doing a lot of stupid foods like that.
2: So you'll do a quarter pounder with cheese, a 10-piece nugs, a fry, sit out of the water, and look longingly into the waves crashing, kind of like Bob after the Giants' loss.
1: Yes, exactly. Just going, please let my phone ring. Please let my phone <laughs> ring. Please let my phone ring. I'll even do you one better, DA. I, went, I was so hungry after one of the shows last week. That I did a Wendy's lunch at 10.45 in the morning. Wow, they're
2: open that early for lunch?
1: So that was the thing. They end breakfast at 10.30, and sometimes at work we get, like, the free Wendy's breakfasts because they come to Boomer and Geo over there. And I've been craving that. So I said, you know what? I- I'm going to have the Wendy's breakfast. I figured 11 o'clock they were already up. I went to the drive-thru and said, no, no, breakfast, don't we have lunch. And I looked I said, so well, I'm already here. I'm committed. I did three Junior Bacon cheeseburgers, a Frosty and Fries at 10.45 in the morning last week. Three Junior I Bacons? Hungry. I was hungry. I was stressed. I was a little tired. And I I pounded them. I absolutely pounded them.
2: Three Junior Bacons and what?
1: A fries and a Frosty.
2: Wow. That's a, that's a big order right
1: there. I felt like trash the rest of the day. Absolute <laughs> trash. But I did that. So you guys go, what I'm eating? I even made that move. That's an early... Three
2: burger hit. 10.45, three Junior Bacons.
1: Yep, right to the local Wendy's. Three Junior bacon. I went thinking I was going to get a chicken on a biscuit. I walked out with three Junior bacon <laughs> cheeseburgers, and I was putting the fries on the burger like it was Permanti Brothers. Too. Oh, I a real wow. Pig. I was a real pig sitting there with the frosty <laughs> milk and bacon in my belly.
2: <laughs> Looking longingly into the ocean, watching the seagulls swoop down. Oh.
1: I, I, you wonder what the, what the real people like work down there look like. What is this guy doing sitting <laughs> by the water again? Is he all right? I'm depressed. Get me out of here. Let's go.
2: Well, okay. So you're in tomorrow. No Pat Boyle tomorrow?
1: Uh, no. As long as there's no delivery, I I plan on if nothing changes, I, I my alarm will be set for 345 in the morning. And I'm getting in the car and I'm coming to work and I'm hoping I get a call to leave. But we'll see.
2: Okay. Well, Thursday morning, we might have a Mraz appearance. If so, I can finally give out the Boise gifts because you haven't been in person. It's been a month later. They're already in a bowl game. (laughs) All right. All right. Look ahead to that. Here comes Side B.
1: come on into side B of the PGP and how are you it's Moraz host of side B with my partner in grime, Andrew Bogish Bogie hello Shawnee,
4: how are you my man
1: I am uh, I am stressed to the nines Bogie as a father of two yourself I am on an unbelievable third week of baby watch and if you were listening to Wednesday's show late I was off Tuesday off Tuesday because of some kind of procedure Monday that was thought to put Danielle into labor five hours later. It did not happen. We woke up Wednesday awaiting Thursday this week to be our inducing date, and now I find out we got to wait another week if she doesn't go to labor on her own, which has me and this entire house going crazy as my daughter refuses to be born bogus.
4: Yeah, I, um... We've had a lot of fun with this, wondering and hoping the baby would be born the most inopportune time for you, um, whether it was right before Boise, right after Boise, during a Giants game, whatever it may be. But I mean, this is now just r- ridiculous. I mean, poor Danielle. Who cares about you or anything else at this point? But poor Danielle. I mean, just Get this baby out of her one way or the other. I, I don't know, shake her, uh, spicy food, go for a walk, do We've adult wrestling all. until you pass out. I mean, I don't know what the thing is anymore, but but let this woman get some peace here and have this beautiful daughter in the world finally.
1: And it's so funny, Pokish, because people always say, oh, you know, no two pregnancies, the babies, they're ever like this is wildly different than the experience I had with Taylor. Uh, you know all sorts of you know some thoughts. Remember we made the Leon let jokes when she had the you know the internal diabetes problem. She got that under control. That changed due dates, and then we had can't carry past dates because of it. The health of the baby now is apparently so good that it's flipped the other way. My wife did such a good job with it, but it's a waiting game. You know you think a water breaks two weeks ago. I've been home since then. I I can't believe it. It's everything. It's not my body obviously. So I don't know what the feelings are like. I, I you know, I'm going on doctors. I'm going on her. And it's, as the ace said, I haven't even seen you guys since Boise. It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, I, I don't know which end is up, but Bogush, I did want to on side B here. I did want to defend myself a bit because I, so you were chirping on Twitter with everybody else when on Tuesday's show, when I, I finally, the baby was not born, obviously Danielle came rumbling down the stairs when I popped on air to basically say, you know, let them all know how selfish you are. I feel like she really played to the crowd and tried to act as if I was doing her wrong. And I was crushed on Twitter, including by by you by it. And I just thought there was a little mm. lot of line by everybody.
4: Well, I mean, we can only work with the evidence in front of us, and why would we ever question Danielle's statements? I mean, she's not prone to dishonesty or exaggeration. She's always been open and honest with us, and if she led us astray by adding a detail or two, then I guess we do owe you an apology, but I mean, I I still would argue that taking 20-plus people in the backyard and not helping out with the daughter that did that was born so far um i still think would is a is a bad decision by you it's less bad if she yeah she had the disney plus app on the tv you left behind in the house but i still would not have signed up for a house party when my wife is like 11 months pregnant
1: all right so i'll have aiden insert here a snippet of my wife's explanation (laughs) okay danielle from one to ten as a support (laughs) system how would you grade me three At least you got a three. (laughs) Now, what would keep me from being a a zero?
3: You're helpful with Taylor. Okay.
1: (laughs) That's a win. Now, what keeps me from being in the upper (laughs) echelon of a ten?
3: You're not helpful with anything else.
1: (laughs) Okay. Would you classify me as selfish during this pregnancy?
3: A (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent.
1: Okay. What could I do to not be selfish?
3: Well, Bob's bo- Bob's by the Bay has already closed for the season <laughs> because of your behavior. So...
1: What was the behavior specifically? Please ask that question.
3: Okay, Daniel,
1: Daniel wants to know what was the behavior specifically?
3: Well, he has a wife that has a cold that's nine months pregnant and told me four people were coming over. It was like 24 people that oh. came over. <laughs> oh, God. But, DA, I looked at this <laughs> specifically
1: as, like, why wouldn't we do it here? If she goes into labor, there's a million people here to watch Taylor.
3: I <laughs> I <was being> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you took all of my TVs. I had no cable box. You had me sitting in a bedroom with no, nothing to watch, no remotes. Oh, oh, my goodness.
1: What did you force Danielle to do in her own little room? Oh, she has a like Disney Plus and HBO Max. I took all the cable boxes because I had Sunday ticket. We had the baseball games going on. We set up all the TVs outside. I left her with no TV on Sunday. Oh,
2: so you forced her to watch TV on her phone as she's nine and a half months pregnant as you partied outside with 25 people. That's
1: horrible. There was just a gravity chair. She could have came outside.
3: <laughs> she, she had a <laughs> cold. People screaming when I'm trying to get Taylor to take a nap. And, oh. woke, and Kerrigan woke her up. Oh.
1: DA, what are the odds? Giants and Jets, overtime winners, Yankees, and a walk-off never before happened. Not my fault she's pregnant in that spot. Oh, oh.
2: God. All right. I Wave think, this off. I think you're back down to a one. Oh, my goodness. <laughs>
1: okay now let me recap a little bit quickly there was no house party the fine party there was no house party what happens is every sunday since i was a little kid it is religion in my house we gather and we watch the giants play football my dad my sisters everybody now of course they expand they have fiancés and boyfriends who happen to be jet fans jet fans uh and it's be you know become a fun enough time that you know some close other family and friends enjoy watching the game with us now we had been watching a lot at my parents' house. My parents do not have NFL Sunday ticket like I do, okay? That's a big part of this because everybody wants to watch all the games, especially when the Jets and Giants stink. I do. I approached my wife on Thursday and I said, how are you feeling? On Sunday, where would you prefer I watch the games? Would you rather me stay close to home watching with everybody in case you go into labor, or would you rather me go to my dad? She said, this week, I, I, I feel fine. Yes, you can have them here. She cleared it. Now, what happened was in the midst of this, um, one of my sister's boyfriends, you know, had a couple cousins sleepover that I never met, so we asked if they could come by, you know, text a little bit. I did not think it was going to be a big deal. There were also not twenty people; there were I counted thirteen people. Thirteen people is not a big deal. And then what happened was, in the process, it took one rogue person going inside and having, I guess, a gambling argument on the phone as my wife was trying to nap and put my daughter down for a nap. And that was the one hiccup where I got yelled at, like, hey, you're having people keep them outside or, you know, go to the other bathroom. I got people yelling in here. So it woke my daughter up. She didn't get to nap. And that was where the only time my wife was upset. But my wife has been eating the leftover food for two days. This wasn't some kind of kegger. It was 13 people watching the Giants and Jets win in overtime in the other NFL games, and I thought my wife pulled a me, if you will, and really played to the audience. And as a result, I took a lot of heat on social media. So I wanted to clarify that a little bit. And as she yeah. said, she made it seem like you know I took the TV and off the wall. That's not what happened. She watches Netflix and HBO. I had all you know all the the apps you know for streaming were still left for her to watch. The problem is much like we discussed on with D. A. and Boise. She oftentimes needs me to navigate a remote for her and be like, okay, what are you looking to watch? It's on this, and I got to get there for her. But because I was outside, the Giants were driving. I couldn't come in and do that for her, so she was also upset.
4: So, so the story now is is that basically everything that Danielle said on the air Tuesday was not true.
1: Yes, I think Danielle forgets her setup in wanting this. I would have been more than happy to bring everybody to my parents' house, but she wanted to make sure I was close to home. If she went to labor, I could just make a run for it with her. And that's why. And that's why everybody now, watches did, our house.
4: Did you personally behave accordingly Sunday if you had to take her to the hospital? Did Absolutely. you slow down the big waves? Did you do that kind of stuff? Were you hammered ha- I- still?
1: No, I wasn't drunk at all Sunday. Did I have a couple beers? I probably had like three beers through the course of the day just casually to calm my nerves as it was a stressful day. The Yankees again playing to get in now that that didn't matter. And historically, I know this doesn't matter for people outside of New York, that the day that happened on Sunday in New York sports has never happened where the Jets and Giants have won on overtime on the same day and the New York Yankees had a walk-off win all within the course of three hours. has never before happened in the history of New York sports. That's a celebratory day, so of course it was going to get very loud and rowdy back there.
4: Yeah, I mean, again, I, I, I would still call 13 people a party. I wouldn't have had anybody over to the house in that situation, but oh, it on. does sound— No, I, I mean, I wouldn't. I would not have.
1: But she— Whether that makes in. me— I did the job as no, no, my no, no, husband I, of asking.
4: I, I, I hear you, but I probably I probably wouldn't even have asked. I would have oh, just fair. sat myself out on that Sunday to be ready to go whenever world. we needed to be ready to go. Both but that's these... but we're different. That's fun, and Danielle apparently lied to us. So we'll and, deal you know, with that too down the road. And, we'll hit her on I side agree. C.
1: I agree. She you know she wants her cake and eat it too. Here's the problem, and this is what we're talking about now as we find out a, a an inducing if if the baby doesn't come is for another week. It's like your life's on hold. What am I supposed to do? Four football Sundays, sit there by myself, not watching with you know my friends and family because the baby still doesn't come? At some point, life's gotta be lived here, no. <laughs> well
4: yes, but then we're back into this area where um, you value that differently than other people. And that's not right or wrong, but it's a much easier, like what you just said is not a big deal for me. Like if it took three weeks or four weeks or whatever, like, okay, fine. It, But that's just, so it's just, it's just different. And I think a lot of people probably, or not a lot, but there are plenty of people who are hearing the same thing. Like it, no matter what, football is just not that important. Always but important. that's just a difference between you and others. And that's fine.
1: And it should be noted, I watched the Yankee wild card game by myself in my house in case I had to get ready to run to the hospital. So I did redeem myself. But I You're needed to address this. With You're you a most. 5 out
4: of 10, not a 3. She was wrong about Thank that, you. too. Thank you. You're I just welcome. needed
1: to address it because I couldn't all day on Tuesday, I'm getting hammered on Twitter by people. How selfish are you? That people who liked me on Twitter hating me after that segment. So it had it to be It was a
4: simple. bad look. It was a bad look. And, I, I again, I, I guess we owe you an apology. I guess we need to nail Take everything that Danielle tells us with a grain of salt because maybe it's uh, a little uh, overblown, I, but it was, the way she presented it, it was awful. It was I awful. I think
1: she's miserable, and she found a lane to uh, satisfy her own ego and have a little fun on the radio, if you will. That would be my take. But yeah, that's that, – you know, look, bygones be bygones. That's what happens. All right, folks. Well, on that note, now that I've cleared myself, hopefully the baby comes into our lives soon, and hopefully we can resume life. Yeah, where can we follow you on Twitter?
4: first let me just say we're we're taping this on a wednesday if we get to next wednesday and and the only update is you're just not here because you're finally at the hospital for to be induced i mean again thoughts and prayers if you get, if you go a whole other week without this kid my goodness
1: yeah thank you thank you i don't even know i maybe i shouldn't even buy christmas presents at this point might have to wait this out uh okay you <laughs> can follow you on twitter again
4: at Andrew Bogish.
1: And follow me on Twitter and Instagram at CBS Have a better week than me, everyone.